everyone, and welcome to Into the Thick of It, the podcast where we discuss and dissect the ins and outs of reading and writing Harry Potter fanfiction and the world of fandom. I'm Soph. And I'm Carrie. And welcome to season two. Woo! We're back. Season two. We took a break. Did you miss us? Did you miss us? I missed us. So, Soph, what are we doing back to season two? So, wait. <laughs> Stop. Cut. Cut. <laughs> What are we doing back for season two? I don't know. That's a very weird question. <laughs> okay, so, Soph, where is our third member of this podcast? There we go. That's that's the question I need. Unfortunately, Eric is no longer with us. They are off. Not um, dead. Hunting ghosts. <laughs> Not dead. Still very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hanging out with the undead. <laughs> we wish them the best of luck in their ghost hunting endeavors. Yeah, we wish them the best of luck. An excellent career path. We do have a guest here with us, back again, encore performance, Oshin. Yay! Hi, I'm Oshin. <laughs> Nothing else? No other <laughs> no other information? No? That's all. You don't get to know. I do I do stuff on TikTok. That's it. <laughs> just just stuff. Mysterious stuff. Just things mysterious and nebulous things uh no they do pertain generally to either noah khan or the marauders fandom oftentimes both the venn diagram of those two interests is like a circle yeah (laughs) it's a circle it's a large overlap into the thick of it into the thick of it into the thick of it so, so, what's this episode about, Soph? What are we talking about today? Oh my god, thank you so much for that setup. <laughs> <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about fan films. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There's been some drama, guys. <laughs> There's been so much drama that we were like, we've got to make an episode. We recently found ourselves in an entanglement. <laughs> an entanglement? <laughs> Against our will. We turned into investigative journalists. Solving crime. <laughs> or the Scooby Gang. The mystery Scooby gang. gang. The, the Scooby <laughs> Doo Gang. Yeah. Whichever you prefer. Okay, the entanglement. The kerfuffle, <laughs> one might say. <laughs> the ruckus. The ruckus. <laughs> it started so innocently. <laughs> we heard through the grapevine that Czar was maybe involved in a fan film. And uh, I was like, that sounds out of character. It's <laughs> just doesn't make any sense with anything that we know but like maybe we're wrong it happens it does it doesn't actually <laughs> no yeah we're, at, we're <laughs> actually always right <laughs> so yeah i shot i shot czar a little message and i was like buddy pal comrade are you uh are you directing a fan film and he was like bitch no <laughs> i don't even know what a fan film is <laughs> Yeah, he was like, never heard of that before. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) To what are you referring? Um, And I was like, wow, weird. But I still was like, I didn't really think anything was going on. Like, I kind of just assumed there was a miscommunication somewhere. So I was just like, haha, Carrie, turns out that was weird because it's not happening. But like, a lot of things didn't add up. Yeah, so at this point... um... I was like, hey, do you think someone's pretending to be Zar? Um, turns out someone was pretending to be Zar. Yeah, someone was catfishing as Zar. Yeah. Truly wild. 
this is the thing is I feel like at one point we were all like there is something happening here but I do not want to believe the thing that my brain yeah. is saying yeah which is that someone is pretending like posing as a fan fiction writer of all things well that's what we were saying to like everyone else in our lives was like this is like a serious thing especially when there's like yeah. minors involved or like even even generally like if this you know people doing this when they're pretending to be celebrities is a crime that people investigate I'm like we're investigating a crime but also it's so stupid like so stupid it's actually stupid and meaningless yes the duality of all fandom drama is it's like on the one hand it's like so serious and on the other hand it's so silly yeah like (laughs) yeah well this is the thing you talk about it to your fandom friends and this is like the end of the world yeah apocalypse now like we can never recover from this as a community and then you tell like your (laughs) random neighbor about it yes and they're like, you need to like go outside and marvel at the wonder of a spider's web. Um, and you need to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you start telling people about it? I had to go, I'm like, yeah. okay, so like, you remember how I was excited about yeah. Crimson Rivers coming out last year? Remember how I mentioned that Hunger <laughs> Games fan fiction? With the Harry Potter's dead gay dad and his pals in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like so hard I was talking to my friend yesterday and I was trying to explain. And again, it's like that conundrum of like, yeah, what? Like, who are they impersonating? And you're like, this person, like, <laughs> I always, I'm like, it's just in, in this small corner of the internet, this person matters. <laughs> like, they're kind of famous. Yeah. In like this, not that Zara, obviously Zara matters <laughs> as a person, but I just meant like, they're not, they're, nobody knows who Zara is outside of the Marauders fandom. But I'm like, but in that space, big big person and they're yeah. like how yeah and you're like um they wrote some fan fiction and they're like okay and i'm like okay i don't think you're getting like like my f- tiktok will be full of tiktoks about czar like he's a celebrity like mm-hmm. yeah and like i started getting really like existential about that like we've said on here before and we, we will continue to say that like what tiktok has done with making fanfic writers celebrities is ruining everything but like this is the logical progression of that and like i you didn't realize until it happened that yeah like if you give somebody this much power over a group of people someone's gonna want to exploit that in this way yeah because yeah a lot of these people you know like were just you're just happy that like oh someone wrote something i like and they're like talking to me which was what this person was banking on they were they were starting to be like i'm gonna use this power yeah well, yeah, that is exactly what happened, like, word for word with all of the people that I talked to who were involved. They were like, oh, I'm just excited because, like, he's read my fic and said it was good. Or, you know, we've, like, talked about how we felt when things were happening in his fix, And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I mean, it was scary. Like, the, the kind of manipulation that was going on there. Yeah. Like, this person being like, oh, nobody understands my writing like you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, having meltdowns over things that weren't happening to him. Like, this is the bit of it that is actually so crazy, is that he was having meltdowns about Zar's fic being, like, bound. Crazy! It's not his (laughs) fic! No, it's insane. I think it's, like, it really has to be stressed. Like, I've said this before, but it's, like, I get the, like, using it to, like, pretending to be Zar to, like, get followers or, like, get this fan film made or whatever. But the, like, emotional aspect of it is what is, like, insane to me. personal relationships. Yeah. That almost seemed like what this person was doing, was, like, going after 
TikTok creators that have not like completely unknown TikTok creators either. TikTok creators that have a bit of a following. But move in certain circles. Yeah. But I think like this person was banking on them, none of them knowing anybody close enough to start. Like this community is smaller than you all think it is. Like it's, you know, it, it was just yeah. a case of a friend of a friend. Everyone yeah. knows someone who knows someone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I think obviously with TikTok as well, like how we've got to this kind of celebrity culture is it, it looks huge. I mean, there are a lot of us, mm-hmm. but when people are making video, like TikToks about somebody, you sort of think, especially when they've got like 20, 30,000 likes, mm-hmm. you think like, oh my God, like it's so huge. It's just like the whole of TikTok and like nobody's going to know anybody. The same way that like, you know, if someone was pretending to be Hozier, <laughs> I'm just using that as an example. because <laughs> That was great. Machine got a message pretending to be Hozier. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> They were like, hey, beautiful. Oh my God, stop. I see you in the comments of a lot of my TikToks and I just wanted to personally reach out and I was like, okay, so we're getting married. Amazing. (laughs) But like, we can extrapolate that that's not Hoja, but not because we know somebody that knows him. Yeah. Like, or like we run in the same circle. And I think the problem is like, it is this weird blurring, right? Of like, it's not, it's not impossible that like, Czar would reach out to somebody in this space like Mm -hmm. and and why would you think that someone would fake that like it's way more believable that someone's pretending to be Mm -hmm. hosier than it is that someone is pretending to be this fanfic writer like what (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like the pipeline too as far as like so many fics are being turned into some kind of project some kind of fan film some kind of fan content that it feels like a logical progression when some fic gets big now that at the very least, someone's making a TikTok series about it. If it's not a TikTok series, then it's a fan film or an audio project or a companion series, like something to that effect. And we've kind of made that. Like, that's the environment on TikTok now, is that you expect people to constantly produce, like, a wider spread of the same thing. Yeah. And because it, and, and it's almost like fan projects of a fan project, I know it's giving people a lot of yeah. power. Um, and I, we'll get into this later. Like, people are giving themselves a lot of power in this space as well. Um, and, and yeah. obviously... Some people don't abuse that power, whether they whether they have it themselves or whether they are given it. Like, you know, like if Zar then did want mm-hmm. to start befriending people, like they have a lot of power in this space because of what everybody else has done. Which again, obviously what this person wanted to exploit that, saw that and was like, I can yeah. not only like befriend these people that I yeah. see on TikTok and I want to be friends with, but I can like start manipulating them as well. And like this, yeah. they were literally saying like, I'm going to pull the bizarre stars cards i'm gonna like um get this person to do that just because of who i am i can get you cancelled things like that yeah i can and at the very least like threatening to kick people out of this super secret project that was going to be the best of all of the fan projects that have ever happened because there's this amazing fic writer associated with it you can hold that over people whether even if you're not famous within the fandom space just being in that position of power in a project you can hold that over people because you can make or break the fact that they're in it yeah The only other thing I would say about this situation is like, it was crazy for a moment there how out of control it felt like it could get, Mm -hmm. where there was that moment where it was like, you're like, okay, but actually I don't know how to prove, I don't know how to prove that, that this person is lying and they're just, they're just, they keep going. And ultimately like whatever, the fam film is like less important than the idea that like people are being manipulated into these like emotional relationships mm-hmm. and there's like maybe nothing I can do about that like yeah. I and so I'm glad yeah. that it worked out but there was a moment there where it was like I don't know what we're gonna do well also we didn't say it but like the guy who was doing it disappeared from the internet yeah 
But now we know that he he could just come back and do it again and just select a different group of people. Yeah. You know, like there is no way to stop people doing this. Yeah. You can only kind of yeah. cut them down once they slip up. Yeah. And like, this isn't the only problem either. I think this is kind of what we're about to get into now is that like, yeah, someone could abuse this power mm-hmm. under a fake name. People can also abuse this power under their real names. Yeah. And there's there's no kind of big reveal that you can do that actually they're lying this whole time. Yeah. They've just given themselves this power, mm-hmm. you know, under the guise of these fan projects and will abuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's put some intro music. <laughs> into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Ugh. Hey, Upper East Siders. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and who am I? This is the Gossip Girl podcast. This is the Gossip Girl podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into the problem then of professionalization and and fan films, which like Oshin, you talked about uh, on TikTok a little bit, which I think was like really good, but... Stop. <laughs> I'm not sure. um, yeah, I mean... The hilarious thing is that the TikTok got rid of half of my video. <laughs> so it was still good. I liked it. It kind of did just cut off in the middle of me making a list and looking quite angry. Um, with no kind of outro, <laughs> no bringing it back to the point. Like as far as the structure, there was no structure. It was dramatic. Literally, I <laughs> wake up in cold sweats thinking about the editing on that video. <laughs> it will haunt me. No, it felt real and raw. <laughs> <laughs> documentary style yeah no there were a couple of clips of it that i i actually just had to cut and refilm because i was getting so angry and just rambling this is the perfect place to get angry and ramble do you want to do you want to do it again do you want to say it all again for us here now the listeners at home <laughs> follow me on tiktok guys um <laughs> this is my song uh, but yeah basically just to i don't know kick off so you guys can say brainy things about the little video um i was basically talking about how we've turned fan films into this kind of quasi commercial thing in the fact that we hold them to a professional standard and we hold the viewers who want to engage with them to a professional standard that is putting creators watchers actors crew members in high stress and really difficult situations where there is no kind of professional oversight to make sure that everything is running in the way that it should. Like you don't have those overarching kind of executive producer types to mediate and moderate the powerful people within fan projects. And even if you did, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can pretend to employ those people all you want. Yeah. You know, the problem is it's never going to be a professional project because nobody's getting paid. Yeah. I mean... I think I think that's a good thing to keep in mind if you're in a fan project. Like I'm sort of never going to be saying across the board that, you know, fan projects are bad. I think yeah. in their current state, there's something to be looked at. Yeah, in this fandom. I as mean, well. te- technically what we're doing right now is a fan project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's just a little it's just a little bit smaller and <laughs> less stressful and no one's giving money to us. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'd all say it is a good way to kind of connect with people in this space, make friends, like whatever else. Um, I mean, I had a horrible experience in the fan project that I was in, but I, you know, like I met Nate and I met you guys because of it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and change it. I literally wouldn't know you. Yeah, I wouldn't not do it going back. So they are a really great tool for finding community, especially for people who aren't 
creating content in mm-hmm. a way that connects you with other people. If you're just kind of a casual fan mm-hmm. of stuff and you want to get involved, these are a great way to do it. And there's no kind of underwriting that. Yeah. However. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, you know, if you are getting involved in something, um, please keep in mind that no matter how professional people are trying to be, you're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. This is not your job. Yeah. Um, you can leave the minute it's supposed to be fun. This is all supposed to be fun. I mean, we will say it till we're blue in the face when there's drama. This is, if it's not fun, leave. Like, yeah. don't let people try and tell you that you're letting people down or that it's your job or it's your duty or responsibility to be somewhere. Because those people can also leave. Yeah. And that was the thing that I was kind of battling with is people have this thing about letting other people in the project down who are doing roles. But if their roles become too much of them as a result of what you've done, they can also just quit. <laughs> it's not that big a deal yeah and if something's being so badly run that it or or so militantly run that it's stressing everybody out Mm -hmm. or you know if uh people are using their positions of power for personal gripes Mm. um (laughs) Mm. then uh you can leave you can leave into the thick of it into the thick of it into the thick of it oh well, um, Oshin, you mentioned being in a you mentioned being in a fan project. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I was in a little fan project known as the Marauders Audio Project. Um, it was essentially a dramatized audio version of Service Fake Choices. Hey. Yeah. My name was mentioned. <laughs> Shout out. Just go read the fic. <laughs> you don't have to listen to us read it. But yeah, so it was, for me, it was the first thing I did. I wasn't on Marauder's TikTok. Well, I was a casual observer of Marauder's TikTok and I read fic, but I wasn't, I didn't do cosplay. I didn't engage with people in the fandom at all. And this was kind of the first thing. It came up on my FYP that people were making an audiobook. And I was kind of more interested because I wanted to be in an audiobook than anything else. You hadn't even read Choices at the time, had you? No, I read it between, I did the first audition I got called back, which was in three days. I read the whole fic <laughs> in between. I did not eat. I did not sleep. I did nothing oh, no. but read choices and cry. Uh, I would like you to know that when Regulus was entering the cave, Iris was playing because my playlist hates me. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, oh, it, was a, it was a really intense time. I bet. But yeah, so I eventually, after shuffling around, I auditioned for a whole bunch of characters did different accents and all that kind of shit uh there was a ill-fated moment where i might have been doing a welsh accent we're all glad that that didn't happen oh my god can i hear it <laughs> yeah can we hear the welsh accent <laughs> absolutely not not here not now never again <laughs> but yeah i ended up being cast as marlene and that was fun it was great for a little while and then we started having issues on kind of multiple axes where the pressure to get the audiobook made while everyone was super excited about choices just having ended was pushing everyone to do more than we were kind of capable of and more than any of us had the technical know-how to do. So as far as turnaround, we got cast and then either a week or two weeks later, we started recording and most of us weren't doing parts in our native accent. So like we were kind of being asked to jump through hoops and yeah. being, not being told where the hoops were set up. Yeah. And, and I think because, like, the whole fake professionalism of, of projects like that, that one specifically, like, I yeah. feel like th- some things can just hold their hand up. Even if, if even if you want to cast broadly, even if you want yeah. to sort of go to TikTok, you don't have enough little friends to make little, little friends. friends. You don't little have guys. enough friends to <laughs> make your... <laughs> yeah. 
your project on your own like if you kind of hold your hands up and you're like this isn't a professional yeah. project like you know we don't have accent coaches because no one wants to be an accent coach when they're not getting paid you don't have to do yeah. that you can maybe just start filming even that like fast turnaround right is that kind of weird sort of like it's a very business way of looking at it like you're not yeah, just making it's capitalism yeah it's capitalism like you're not just making the project because you want to it's like it's trending now like we have to get this out now so that we get like all the views which is just like the wrong way to approach the project yeah we also immediately fell off that like track like we posted the first episode and then it was months before we got the other one out and we all felt really bad about it but weren't really clear on why because it was just supposed to be a fan project but we felt really bad that it was taking months and months and months and they were really putting the pressure on basically everyone even members of the cast even members of other parts of the crew to join mixing to do editing to do like a hundred different jobs to try and get it done but that's like you're trying to promote you know, as if you're making money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this kind of, like, popularity as currency is 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 really, like, strong in fan films. It's like, we need to promote. And, and I get, like, making art and wanting people to see it. That's yeah. Yeah. a thing that everybody wants. But it is this kind of, like, currency of, like, we must get the, you know, X amount of listeners, watchers through, like, promotional material. And even, like, how some members of that cast were being, like, blatantly outright used for views well this is it is and you can see it you can see it in the the couple of videos that did perform well that loads of people saw they were just kind of exploiting which i get it if someone has a massive following and they don't mind doing it that's one thing but when you're putting pressure on people to provide promotional promotional material for a fan project what are we promoting there is no need you don't need to do that just post your thing if people hear about it they do if they don't they don't well and again i think it's like i feel like to some extent this this language of professionalization that is being sort of like toted around these fan projects is they're doing that because they think that that's going to like solve the like it's gonna solve problems it's like making things quote-unquote less problematic like the more official like the more professional you are and it's like the opposite again because like we were saying this is not a professional project fundamentally you don't have the structures in place to be professional you are whether or not you have professional skills like a skill does not make a professional project so you are just individuals there and when you put this like weird guise of professionality over it like then it is like you know it's one thing if somebody who has a platform wants to do this thing for this project that they're a part of it's another thing if you make it seem like that's their job like it's another thing if you make it seem like they're contractually obligated to do that like it should just be a conversation but the professionalization and the like slotting people into these like fake this like fake hierarchy it just encourages people to be like that power to be abused yes well so the fake hierarchy as well like fandom generally we're always saying this is a community yeah and like i feel like fan projects should be a community effort i mean it's supposed to be democratizing yeah obviously naturally some people tend to take on more responsibility than others people have different skills like maybe but if you're setting something up and you're putting yourself as the leader then you're putting yourself in that position of power. You're creating a hierarchy. You're creating people under you. Yeah. And I've never seen that not be abused so far. Or I've never seen a fan project. You know, every time one comes around, there is at least some talk of the person running it. You know, abusing that power in mm-hmm. some way. I mean, even ones that I hadn't previously even heard of. The only time I hear of them 
is somebody coming off my few page being like, oh, this person was a groomer, by the way. Um, like, even before they've even got off the ground. Like, I hadn't heard a peep apart from, yeah. like, six videos on my page being like, this person's mm-hmm. grooming people. Uh, I just wanted to, like, circle back, and this is more of a side note, but, but because you just, you said the word. Uh, and I know you said, like, contractually obliged as kind of a figure of speech, but we had to sign contracts when we what? signed for, up for the project. Like, you're, you're not a lawyer. Like, you can't make us sign contracts. Are you for real? Who drew up those contracts? Take a wild guess. Take a wild fucking guess. No, but that's crazy. And that is, like, that's the problem, right? With this fake professionalism. Like, just yeah. because you can make a Word document, that's not a contract. This is no. not, there's no oversight here. There's no HR. There's no lawyers. Well, exactly. There's no one actually... There, there is no one there to say what that means and what it means for each person. Yeah. Because as far as I, the, the way that I look at it, the director of the project broke the contract. But she could talk around that because yeah. it's it's a couple of words on a page. There is no clarification. Again, as you said, there's no lawyers involved who can like disambiguate what was meant by that and what someone could be held to. Well, what is a contract if if there's no lawyers involved? It's a piece of paper. It's nothing. It's abuse. It's emotional abuse. I'm I'm putting you in a situation where I'm making you feel like you have obligations and like I have yeah. power that that you don't have and I don't have. And it's psycho- it's like psychological, I don't know, like intimidation. Yeah, I clung on to that for so long. For so long when I was thinking about quitting the project. I was like, I signed a contract that I would be at least doing this and I would see this through until at least this many months had passed. Mm -hmm. But then the the contract was basically open-ended. So it was talking about we should be finished recording by here. However, if the project takes longer, I'm agreeing to continue on with that. But that could go on forever, you know? We're a year out of this thing, over a year. It's like a disney contract except you're not getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to do it yeah we're over a year out and people are still working on this fucking project that was supposed to be done by january like it's insane the thing is and i I said this in the video that i made about it but like the only rule anyone can hold you to in a project that is a fan project that you're not getting paid to do is don't suck like don't be an asshole and treat people nicely that's it if you do that Mm -hmm. and like show up for the things you say you're going to show up for that's all that's all they can really ask of you but again it's like this like this professional language like it has got to go it's a problem like that whole like don't be a dick show up when you say you're going to show up that's also just like friends that's what you do when you're like a group of friends don't be an asshole and like if you say you're going to show up show up that's how it needs to be looked at like it's a collective it's not yeah. a business oh my god i cannot believe that contracts were drawn up like this is so pe- we're we're drinking the Kool-Aid like <laughs> yeah. again this is like the, people are getting too sucked in this is the duality <laughs> like it's like training it's 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 capitalism with training wheels we're all getting yeah. ready to like go and be wankers on canary wharf well yeah exactly like aren't we coming here to escape that yeah. yeah why are we trying to mimic it in our fan projects and like listen even like some of these recent ones one in particular makes content that i absolutely love and i'm really grateful that they make content because every time they put out a video i absolutely love it yeah but like I, I i kind of agree with you and and that's why sometimes when we have these conversations in private i do a little bit push i'm like yeah like i'll push back a little bit i'll be like yeah but like sometimes it all looks really good and it brings me joy but ultimately i kind of do agree that that I feel like maybe we should just burn it, burn it to the ground, start with your little friends in a garden somewhere 
get back to but that the thing just is, for a minute like the kind of fan projects that that the are we saying names yeah you know what if i'm saying i love it yeah the last one <laughs> yeah, the like, last fan projects like that existed very high quality fan projects have always been a thing like short films mm-hmm. people have done that in the past people have gotten fun crowdfunding crowdsourcing to do that i and I, I mean, we've gone around in circles about this for hours and I really don't know where the line is and why it feels so different now with so many other fan films. Because I agree with you that I actually probably wouldn't have felt bad giving them money, you know? No, I've given The Last Army money, but I, I gave them money after they put out content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see what you're paying for. I mean, there's a couple things. Like, I think that like, A, it's like, you're, you need to remember that you're not getting paid. Like, the people Mm. in these projects, like, you're not getting paid. Like, that's not the point of the funding. Like, the funding has to be, like, specifically for the project. It's not, like, so that we can make money off of this. Or have a fun little holiday with our friends and pretend that we make a project. Well, exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, there are lots of ways to profit. Like, even if I'm not getting a paycheck, if if my food that I would otherwise have to pay for myself and my accommodation that I would otherwise have to pay for myself is being covered... I'm benefiting. Or my plane tickets. Yeah. Or my friend's plane ticket who's not even in the fan That counts as getting paid. And and it's yeah. also, I'm so sorry, like, uh, like, you guys have had to hear this rant before, but it's like, in the year of our Lord 2023, you do not need crowdfunding to film a short film. Like, you don't need no. it. We have the technology to do this well. Like, we just do. And so, like, and I think that, like, you make the project first, you make your 30 minute short film, which again, like slight side rant, but like stop trying to make feature films that's bananas and you can't do it. You cannot do it. You can't do it. Like you just can't. So it's a short film. It's a one act play, which is all we want, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. that's what fan fiction is. It's character driven. It's character based. We want to see these characters. We don't want to see fucking duels, you Mm -hmm. fools, that you can't do, (laughs) that you cannot do. If you have to use rappings. Like you can't do, you do not have the money for this. Throw it out the window. Nobody cares anyways. Like again, like no one's favorite part of any fan fiction is a fucking duel. Like that's not (laughs) what we're here for. But it's, like, if, I think, I honestly think that the only, like, ethical way to, like, get funding or whatever, like, you film it first, you put it out there, and then you're, like, if you want to support us. And then get a fucking Patreon. Yeah, you can give us some money. And then people can see, and then you also don't have this issue where it's, like, we crowdfunded for, like, $5,000, and now people are upset because they're not getting the project they wanted. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because you set this up as a professional project, so they have professional expectations, and you are not professionals, and lots of these people who gave money are fucking kids. And this is the thing, is that people don't mind. Like, people enjoy a shitty fan project you make in the garden with four of your friends who don't necessarily fit the casting types for the characters they're playing, aren't necessarily great actors. Like, no one cares. When I was fucking just sitting, making little TikToks with my friends when I went to visit them, people were asking us, oh, are you going to make some kind of fan short film? And they were excited about it, even though very few of us actually fit the physical descriptions for the characters that we were playing. People are saying that they're doing the professionalization stuff to make period accurate or whatever content people actually don't care they just want to see the characters that they love in whatever form you can manage well see that's the thing about the professionalization thing is that they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot as well yes um and obviously people love 
to counsel people in this space. They just love it. They love yeah. to yes. people to pretend people are problematic and they pretend they're influencers when they're not. Um, and you, you by playing into that, these projects are playing into this. They're like, we're professional, we're casting, we're doing all this, we're taking money. Yeah. So people feel like they've got an excuse to be like, you're problematic, you're not casting as well as we would expect. Like criticize it like it's a TV show yeah. for like representation. Mm-hmm. When what you're doing is you're like, picking from a pool of fans to make a fan film like you you know again nobody's getting paid this isn't representation like you'd see on tv um i mean i mean we talked about this with fan fiction and stuff before but like by setting themselves up as professional projects you're very much playing into this we can be problematic because we've got influence and we're professional so we're going to cast everybody properly and and it gives people ammunition to like cancel yeah. you but also it's going to be what a coincidence that everyone that we cast is a fucking tiktok famous wow yeah. how did that happen yeah. like <laughs> mm-hmm. but again if those like quote-unquote tiktok famous people are a group of friends and yeah. they're all like hey i just want to make this with my friends you know i think that would be fine and and if if they did yeah. it and if they said it like that anybody coming for them for the casting i mean i kind of defend that anyway but anybody coming for them for the casting i'd be sitting here being like no leave them alone <laughs> this is a yeah. this is a fan project you know and also it's a fan project with a fan film with no like solid ground to walk on there is no canon that's what we like about this fandom is that yeah anyone can be anything and you can imagine anything in the image of anything else and that's great you can put them anywhere to do anything. And the second that you start kind of enforcing these standards and then having these films, these fan films that blow up and become kind of the canonized idea of the Marauders or the Slytherins or whatever, you lose that. You lose that kind of democratic, anyone can write whatever they want. Yeah, they are. They are shooting themselves in the foot because you're mm. not a professional production, but you set yourself up as a professional production. And then you watch these people go after them for like making little mistakes Sometimes they make big mistakes, but like, you know, sometimes they make little mistakes and you're like, you're holding these people to a standard they can't possibly meet. Like, this is just a bunch yeah. of fucking nerds, like, making a goddamn movie. What what do you expect from them? And like, why are you going on a campaign against them? Like, that's <laughs> also just a problem. Like, like, whatever problematic behavior you thought you were pointing out, you are now also problematic yes, you are now also absolutely. an issue like stop attacking these individuals for doing this project the way that you would attack like you said carrie like some kind of like marvel movie it's not the same like you can't hold them to the same standards that being said they need to stop presenting themselves like they're the same like yeah. stop presenting yourself like you're a professional production you are not and then um, i think like to go way back to like this discussion of like minors and and like yeah the ways that that adds to like people being taken advantage of like I I said before when we were talking about this I just don't think like in a project with adults like there shouldn't be minors Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know if you're a bunch of like 17 year olds or 18 year olds making a project like that's fine but if you're like 25 year olds and there's like a 17 year old or a 16 year old or like even an 18 year old like again there's no HR like and that power discrepancy, it's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you just can't do it, I don't think, healthily. Yeah. No, and that's not to say people don't try, yeah. you know? Like, I remember at the start of our project, one of the cast, the main cast, was a minor. And to in defense of this project, they tried to set up a way to do it that was 
gonna protect this kid like they got in contact with their parents and they were in co like consistent contact with them in the beginning and all of this they tried to find a way but there's no way to do that when it's an open discord yeah. that anyone can be a part of even if a minor can't be directly involved in the fact that they maybe can't be in the cast or the crew they're operating in a space that's being dominated by adults and run by adults and like it or not they're gonna feel a pressure they're gonna feel a pressure yeah. to like go along with mm -hmm. the things that the adults are saying yeah and you don't have any control over like who else is in your cast and what relationships they're forming with them as well mm -hmm. yeah um, and, and obviously like i don't know anything about that specific situation but yeah and like i kind of think that's a problem kind of across this fandom is that like we've got the groups of like 20 something year olds um and and then the groups of teenagers and and they're kind of occupying mm. so much of the same space a lot of the time that like it's it's easy for this sort of stuff to happen um not saying it always does that everybody's terrible no. but like no. you shove everyone in the same space liking the same things it's easy to be like oh we're all the same the really same. yeah especially in the in like on the internet yeah and even if someone is trained to deal with children like even if it's their job they have no control of as you said all of the other relationships and interactions that that kid is going to have in that space and you can never have oversight over all of that unless you're in mm -hmm. a school setting that like there, there's a reason why schools operate in the way that they do so kind of separate from the adult sphere it's because you can't keep kids safe in a majority adult setting you can't do it. It seems to be like such a big issue in this fandom is these relationships between adults and minors. And I do think that like part of that comes from this like fandom being built a little bit on trauma and like trauma dumping and emotions and all of that. And I also think that like part of that is like as well, there's something about online relationships where it's like an emotional connection almost immediately because it's like we're not at school or we're not at work. Like, we're not talking about those mm -hmm. things. So, like, all that there is to talk about... Like, it, it's like people seem to, like, get very close very quickly in this space. And, like, if it's an adult and a minor, like, it's just... It doesn't have to be sexual for it to be inappropriate. I think that that's, like, a big misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And, again, especially in the context of a project, like, that minor just does not have the same power like they they just don't and and so mm -hmm. it's just always gonna be bad and then this kind of plays into as well the issue with like asking for money right um where it's like there's no way like it's not i don't blame the fan projects for having minors donate to them you can't police that like there's no way but this is why you can't ask for money like because you don't, there's not a system set up to like make sure that you're getting that money in an ethical way or to make sure that you're spending that money in an ethical way. As we have seen, I still can't believe that there are fan films out there that have wasted thousands of dollars. Like that is, like, <laughs> I just, I will never get, like, that they, they had thousands of dollars. I think it also, sorry, I'll stop rambling, but no, please, I think it also, you've got no, a microphone in front of you. Go. <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, frustrates me as somebody who exists in spaces with people who do, like, self-funded art projects all of the time. And just knowing how far they could have stretched that money. Yeah. Like, how much they could have done Thank with that. You. To, like, Thank know you. that there's a space out here where people are having their, their projects, their, like, art, whatever, funded. That they got so much funding. And then... 
wasted it. Lost it. (laughs) Egregious. And I is egregious. Like, and just shouldn't be accepted. And again, like, I just don't think you can't crowdfund this way. Or, or at least it has to be done in a way that's more like, that's more like we're gonna, we have the ability to get this project done. If you would support us, that would be nice. But it's not like we're depending on you to give us the money to do this, if that makes sense. At the very least, it needs to be a situation of like, this is what we can produce. This is our capability. This is something that we've made already that you can see, touch, taste, feel, smell, whatever the fuck. (laughs) Lick. Uh, (laughs) Maybe don't lick it. (laughs) It's a general rule. I will lick it. (laughs) You gotta understand. I'm gonna lick it. Let me lick it. I've said this before that like, I, you know, obviously the the point of fan made anything is that it's not, you know, nobody's getting paid for it. Um, However, Mm-hmm. I do like I mean like like we said people set out Patreons but like I had a whole thing one time where I was like oh I want to pay for the art that's, that that people are making for free um, like I've I've given so some money before which is wild <laughs> before yeah um, because I I had a thing where I was like I read essentially three books that you wrote and I didn't give you any any and I would happily have paid like eight pound a book you know. <laughs> Um, so I was like, oh, hey, which like eight whole English pounds, eight, eight whole English pounds, <laughs> which is like almost $16 for me. So. Exactly. exactly. I'll buy it. you a drink. <laughs> one. <laughs> one singular drink. Just one, one single drink. Um, so, so I have no problem with people saying, hey, like if you want to donate, whatever. I've given loads of creators that I've enjoyed their things money. However, if you put things behind paywalls, that's a completely different situation. If somebody is like, you need to pay for a chapter of my fic, I don't believe that that's ethical. Yeah, it's crazy. Versus like, if you like this, you can buy me a coffee on mm-hmm. Ko-Fi or whatever it's called. Well, also it does just get us into dangerous territory with a fandom like the Marauders where copyright... Fanfiction already walks a line with copyright, which is like why everyone gets aggie and upset about bookbinding we're already walking such a difficult line and all of these projects asking for money to make films about these characters that are copyrighted most of them anyway Mm -hmm. copyrighted characters it's getting into territory that's no longer defensible under fair use and i I, i'm not a legal expert like but we've always been walking a line and we're just Mm -hmm. walking closer to it yeah well if people start getting paid i mean that was what happened was it the bridgerton musical that they made the yeah. musical and then nobody gave like gave them any shit for copywriting and then they started like actively making a lot of money off of it and then someone was like ah. well, then they were performing in the royal albert right, hall yeah. and everyone was like hold on then they got yeah. sued right <laughs> yeah. yeah and like i don't think anyone's gonna come for these fan films no but no. but you know at that point there, there was they're setting goals of like 20 30 thousand pounds yeah, which mm-hmm. is, I'm so sorry, like, again, just to, like, <laughs> go back. If there's a fan film that's asking for $30,000, fuck those people. No, you don't need that money. You don't need that money. You don't know how to spend that money. You don't- I could get top surgery three times. <laughs> yeah, like, that's an insane amount of money to ask for, which, like, also makes me wonder, ugh, like, this is unfair. This is my unfair bias. But, like, if these people are all, like, rich kids, like, because I don't think mm. they have the sense of, like, money. Like, 
I could not do that. Like, I could not ask for $30,000. I could not waste thousands of dollars. If I was given thousands of dollars, I'd have a panic attack, actually. <laughs> like, I would be like, no, no, wait. No, I don't want this. Like, I can't Take do it. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Like, give me, like, $5. But, like, <laughs> time. Drip, feed me the money. It's crazy. And, <laughs> yeah. And I do, like, it is, like, this this misunderstanding of what we're doing here. Like, this misunderstanding of what this space is, which is not a business, which is not professional, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be getting paid, and you shouldn't be making money off of it. Like, that is not why we're here. And I do think, I mean, I think that's getting blurred more, like, even with people, like, being reached out to by, I don't know, like, by brands or, like, whoever. And, like, I'm wondering what the legal ramifications yeah. of that are, like... Like, those brands are crossing lines. Like and Even, like, some of them have said, like, obviously some of them are officially licensed merch. Yeah. Some of them are selling stuff that's not officially licensed merch, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I had a situation where me and a couple of other people were approached by this one uh, fandom shop merchandise thing. And not only were they selling a combination of licensed and unlicensed merch that I think I think that the unlicensed stuff was kind of different enough it was like you know like Mutamir and <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. like Mammal Temptia mm-hmm. um it was like different enough that they're not going to get in trouble for it but they're also they are playing into the fact that you won't know what they're talking about if they throw a bunch of legal stuff at you like, when I asked them a direct question about if they had officially licensed merch, I said, I'm not comfortable promoting merch that's putting, that's lining J.K. Rowling's pockets. And then they talked around it so much. They didn't really say yes or no. It was only because I'd seen their shop. Well, they were like, not J.K. Rowling, but like Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. And it's like, well, that's the same thing. Yeah, one and the same. Right. If they're putting money into an official Harry Potter project, I don't want to give them my money. But even that, like, it feels like an abuse. Like, like because you're not a professional either. You're just like a person. Like, how am I supposed to? I don't have a lawyer. Like, I don't have an agent. I don't have a lawyer to go through a contract. So this was the thing is that when I was talking to my friends about this opportunity and they realized kind of, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. The stuff had already been sent. They'd already signed a contract. Like, and there was no oversight there. There was no one to make sure that they knew what they were signing up for. But also I just don't think that we should be making money or profiting even in kind of an indirect way off our content at all because this is supposed to be fun yeah yeah. where's the joy where's the laughter where is the joy where's my fucking lawyer (laughs) where is my fucking lawyer this isn't so much of a thing anymore but i remember like however long ago there was a bunch of controversy with like not any of anyone we know but a bunch of like like really big cosplayers um getting approached by like actually warner brothers uh and and the fantastic beast promotions and stuff to do like big promotions and that was a big thing at the time because some people said yes to this and got like kind of torn apart for it, which there was like, I think a bit of nuance to that situation. I think the one I'm thinking of, the person gave the money that they received from that promotion to like trans charities or something. They were like, I feel like I can do that. that. And it's like, either way, <laughs> for me, that was interesting. Cause that was, that was to me as well, Warner Brothers looking at this space and trying to control what they want the fandom to look like, who they want to pull out, who they want to promote. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I just I just found that whole thing really interesting. I, I think they're doing it slightly less now. Maybe they've, you know, Fantastic Beasts have been canceled. They've not got anything to promote at the moment. <laughs> we'll see when the Harry Potter reboot for oh, HBO. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, you don't want a Marauders You really don't. Series. You don't want it. it. Oh, I know. Why? Stop saying you do. You don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yeah, stop saying it. You don't even want a fan project that canonizes the events. You really don't want HBO getting their dirty mitts on it. It will be so straight. And yes. so white. <laughs> It will be nothing that we want. No, <laughs> no, even if J.K. Rowling was not like the terrible monster that she is, we wouldn't want this. We wouldn't want it. It's Snape no. would be the hero. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I wish everyone could see Soph's face right now. <laughs> like, actually die. My friend the other day was like, um, have you heard of this thing called Snape Wives? And I was like, it's cute that you think that there's one Harry Potter Marauders thing that I don't know that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, yes. <laughs> it's always a jump scare whenever, like, somebody comments on, like, one of the fics and is like, justice for Snape, or, like, why do you treat him so bad? And I'm like, this is not the content for you. You're in the wrong neck of the woods. Turn around. Make an immediate U-turn. <laughs> yeah, climb back over the fence. <laughs> no, you actually treat him better than most people treat him. He was, like, a, uh, like actual human being in KYD. You made me, like, not yeah. hate him. I didn't love it. <laughs> well, because it's an AU. Like, it's like... And and because I do like the classism yeah, element yeah, of it's his great. character. That I do, like, enjoy. But, but in canon, fuck that guy, man. Like, I cannot. Irredeemable. Stop trying to redeem him to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, well, why are you guys redeeming Regulus and not Snape? And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. Also, none of this is canon. Like, <laughs> go away. Yeah. Go away. Stop Leave talking to me. <laughs> this is supposed to be fun. Why are you all so set on making this not fun? Why, yeah. why are we all so set on, like, being so serious in this silly, silly place? Yeah. I, if I yeah. can communicate so one serious. thing, it's that this is so silly. Everything <laughs> we're doing is so silly here. Like, but then people are getting, like, abused. And you're like, God. I, like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how did this happen? How, how is did it this happen? This silly little fan fiction about mm -hmm. a really sad, sad little boy. <laughs> All of the this? little sad boys. All of the little sad boys. Bring back the silly. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Get me some, like, fucking truth or dare one shots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Take me back oh to that God. era. <laughs> yeah. But, like, honestly, it's like play to our strengths. <laughs> our strengths are being silly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Ugh. Guys, so I'm just going to do like a quick step by step of things that you sh people shouldn't do in fan projects and that you should leave. Here are some warning signs. Here are some like not at all specific warning signs. Yeah. Here are some red, raging red fucking flags that are like waving like the flag of revolution but <laughs> in my face. Completely all hypothetical, of course. of course. All hypothetical and not related to any real events or anything that's happened to anyone ever. Purely <laughs> hypothetical. Taking things to their logical conclusion. So if you're being forced to spend time with people outside of the bounds of the project, you're being exploited. <laughs> you do not have to spend time with people. You do not have to basco. You do not have to collect $200. You can just not talk to people and that's fine. You can not talk to people and be in a project and they can't force you to talk to them by making you go to a meeting with the so-called leadership team to talk about leadership your personal team. problems. If someone is bringing their personal crap into a quasi-professional project, if they're parading as a professional and talking about personal crap in front of other people in the so-called professional situation and scenario, leave. 
uh, and using their position of power to do that um oh i know i have this yeah. random position of power over you that i that i gave myself mm-hmm. but now this relationship dynamic is unequal and i'm aware that it's unequal because of this fake power dynamic that i've put there um also, don't show up outside people's houses as a general rule. <laughs> yeah, like, don't stalk people. If someone stalks you, that's usually a little bit of a red flag. It might be too late. If restraining order is an option... Don't stalk people. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. stalk people. Don't emotionally abuse them. Don't harass people. Red flags. Don't force people to hang out with you, I feel like, is the baseline. And then all of the other stuff happens from that. I feel like stalking is the logical conclusion of forcing someone to hang out with you. Just, like, I also feel like you you anyone as an individual you've got a good gut instinct um Mm. if something tells you something's wrong even if you're you know all you've got to go on is a little gut instinct i think in situations like this where it's so easy to exploit people trust yourself trust your instincts if something feels wrong it probably is protect yourself get the fuck out you owe nobody in these situations anything like i said it's not a job you haven't signed a real contract you're not letting anybody down get out have fun, do your fan projects. You're allowed to have a great time. Um, but yeah, be safe, everybody. And also as a general rule, if pe- people who make you feel bad for saying no to things, bad. Yeah, that's, in this space and bad. any of them, actually. In any situation. Yeah. In every situation, yeah. You're being guilted into things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to say no, you're allowed to set boundaries, you're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to talk to people outside of the project about the project. Again, anytime Ooh, yes. anybody is like, keep this mm-hmm. a secret, that's a red flag. They, they don't have any power over you. They can't control the way that you interact with other people. Just in the way that you can't really control how they interact with other people. Anyone who legitimately thinks that they are a character is a red flag. Oh my god. Uh, you gotta remember <laughs> that it's silly. Yeah, and I feel like we'll... We'll come back to kind of this situation if yeah. we're talking about the relationships that are formed within the space that are based on people thinking that they are the yeah. characters that they yeah. play or kin or are similar to is mm-hmm. is unhinged. I've seen, obviously, the situation, but I've seen so much of that. Yeah. And a lot of the time it isn't even, it isn't necessarily that anyone gets hurt, but it's just sad because you're forcing yourself and your friends to fit into this very specific box of how friends can relate to each other yeah and that that feels very restrictive you know (laughs) no i actually do it turns out i have things to say about this but i feel like we should keep it for we should keep it for when we do that yeah we can keep it for a later date if looks could kill we wouldn't want to be fan films XOXO. Gossip girl. Yes. Oh my god. On that note, <laughs> what a great episode. Um, so much anger, so much ranting, um, so many hypotheticals. We we would like you to know that we cut <laughs> so much of this. For legal reasons. Yeah. For legal reasons. For no. legal purposes, this was like a 20 minute conversation. <laughs> yeah, none of you are ever getting the uncut version of this. Well, actually, wait, if you follow us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> If you donate thirty thousand thousand dollars, yeah. Um, well, I'm Soph, <laughs> and you can find me on Ao3 as Messer Moon and on Tumblr as Sophsicle. 
Uh, I'm Kerry. I'm Rabid Little Strawberry on AO3 and Tumblr. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm still Barry Lou on TikTok. I post maybe never, <laughs> probably mostly never. <laughs> Um, hi, I, I'm Oshin. Uh, you can find me as Oshin on TikTok. <laughs> there's a dot in there somewhere. Um, yeah, there is. There's a, there's a dot before the final N. I just had to check. Um, or you can find me on AO3 and Tumblr as Perfect Snack with seven N's. N's, C's. N's, C's, Snack. Snack, seven C's. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, if you ideas for future episodes, feel free to email at us at into the thick of it at gmail.com. Or if you want to contact us to be part of your fan film. <laughs> My DMs are open. My DMs are open. Um, but I have to sign a contract. Yeah. And I need you yeah. to cover my flights. And I have to get my lawyer <laughs> to look over it. And when I say lawyer, I mean Carrie's just going to tell me if I'm being exploited because that does tend to be how this goes. That is my role. Um, okay, right, we will see you guys uh, or talk to you guys in the future. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.